0: I have this memory of being a young girl and walking along a gravel path on my way home from school. We came upon a puddle, and I must have been wearing rain boots because I was given permission to walk through. To my great surprise, it was much deeper than I or my mom had anticipated. And so the next thing I knew, I was covered waist deep in muddy water. Being four, it was a scary feeling to suddenly be in such an unexpected predicament, stuck in a puddle of mud. Psalm 130 begins, out of the depths I have cried unto thee, O Lord. So while it's a bit exaggerated to say that was the feeling I had in that moment back then, the sentiment that the psalmist has certainly has been a foreboding feeling that I have held all week as the effects of the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, have become more real. There's a meme that's been circulating around social media that says, I didn't mean to give up this much for Lent. We could not have anticipated the wilderness that we would be finding ourselves in this Lenten season. As we come to the end of our sermon series on elemental theology, our final element is dirt. This earthly substance that makes up the dry surfaces of our planet. Dirt and dust and soil and earth. It is the matter that we are made of. It's the stuff that we walk upon, that we want to sweep away or get rid of. And it's the stuff that we will return to. The Bible is full of stories and images of this element dirt. There is the story of Jesus spitting on the ground and making mud out of his saliva. Jesus takes this mud and places it on the eyes of a blind man, and he is healed. We're familiar with the image of God as potter who forms the clay. We all have read and we love and we laugh at the wisdom of the second creation story in Genesis in which God, in the brilliant impulse of creative joy, reaches down and scoops up a handful of the earth, the Adama in Hebrew, and breathes into it and creates the dust creature Adam. We are dust creatures, all of us walking around. The dirt is not only in us, it is us. Brian Doyle, in his essay, Eating Dirt, tells the story of finding his twin sons in his yard one afternoon, unable to avoid the temptation of playing in the dirt of his garden like any two-year-old. But they're not just playing, they are all consumed by it. They're eating and they're smearing it. And rather than intercept them, Brian decides to let them be totally absorbed in the moment. Brian observes that all things are dirt. Bamboos and beetles and blackberries, all dirt. Ceramics made of clay and clothes made of cotton, all dirt. We breathe dirt suspended in the air and we crunch it between our teeth on spinach leaves and fresh carrots. We wear it in the lines of our hands and in the folds of our faces. We catch it in the linings of our nose and our eyes and our ears. There is something grounding about this image of being created from the dirt that roots us with the light and the life of all being. Our tradition, this Christian tradition in which many of us have been nurtured, has given us puzzling and sometimes contradictory information about dirt. Dirt in some parts of our tradition has been made synonymous with sin. We are told to be pure and spotless, to be washed clean, as though God comes from somewhere outside of us with a holy washcloth and just scrubs on us until we shine. But it doesn't work like that. The truth about our dirt is much better We have all of this dirtiness inside of us or within us. There are those things within us that we wish were not there, but it is there. It is part of who we are. It's not always pleasant, but the way to address it, the way to work on it is not to wash it away or wish it away. Rather, we name our faults. And we speak the truth about our flaws and our weaknesses. We walk towards these things with open hands and with loving eyes. And we befriend even these parts of ourselves. There is a natural inertia built into the human condition that seeks the comfortable and the familiar and the secure. We want to shape our life to our specifications and to fix it there. We want stability and perfection. These past two weeks, these have been scarce things to come by. And this week, as the governor of Colorado has issued stay-at-home orders, once again, we feel unstable and uprooted. We are uncertain of what the days ahead hold for us. No doubt there will be sins exposed of power and pride and inequities when we fail to offer compassion and commitment to the common good. This season of Lent invites us to enter into our sufferings and our failures and to acknowledge our pain and the muck of life. To deny our pain or to resist our failures is to keep ourselves from our own spiritual depths. If we are willing to play in the dirt, we can create a space where new life can bloom. In the dirt, we find grace. When God remembers our dusty, and, our dusty creatureliness, it evokes in God fidelity and compassion. God's unconditional love is a counterpoint for our dust. Theologian Paul Tillich's name for this divine reality is God is the ground of all being. This image of ground is a great image of God as source and God as power. There is the God who is not up there somewhere or out there or down there, but God who is everywhere. The God who may be prayed to in all directions at once. These days, as the ground feels like it's shifting beneath us, our Lenten invitation is to find ways to prepare the ground for new life that is yet to come, even as we don't know when that will be or how that will look. We can find ways to stay grounded, to play in the dirt. Studies have even found that it can have similar effects as antidepressants. After some successful trials using a common and a harmless bacteria that's found in soils, researchers decided to inject lung cancer patients with this bacteria to see if it could prolong their life. Unfortunately, it failed. However, they also discovered in this trial But it significantly improved patient quality of life. Patients were happier, they expressed more vitality, they had better cognitive functioning, and in short, it reduced the emotional toll of advanced cancer. As we find ways to stay grounded, we can be creative. Maybe for us, it's just simply watching Jimmy Fallon's tonight show, The Home Edition and feeling grounded in the reminder that we are not alone as we adapt to life working at home with kids. Dive deeper into the story of Jesus who gives us the pattern for life. Make time to reflect on the burdens and the blessings of this season. Dust, dirt, ground, draw us to God. So take a moment to feel the ground beneath you. Take your feet and root them firmly to the ground and feel connected to the solid foundation somewhere below that is the earth. Take a deep breath. And as you breathe in, feel God's peace expanding inside of you. Trust in God as the ground of all being. God's peace be with you and be well.